And here we are on a stray random off night because what I needed to do when I have a cold and no voice is record three nights in a row. Let's talk about the Compass Games catalog. Audience to mention and dispatches. Look, this is sort of episode seven and a half. Like, what I don't really want to give this a number because I'm not sure what order we're going to release this in. But at this point, we are now out of order from whatever it is we had originally planned to do. It happens every season. Tonight is the night for this season. What What do you think, maybe Mike? Should we uh, Should we open a pool, a betting pool, before next season to see at what point we go off the rails? Hmm, that's interesting. Probably wouldn't hurt, huh? It probably wouldn't hurt. Except it'd be very easy for us to manipulate it. So, That's true. So BB Mike is back with us amongst the living. And and because we needed as much audio confusion as possible, we brought our other Mike in also. And so OJ's dad is here. Welcome back. Off your Hello. travels. Hello. Um, all right. So tonight, let's... Uh, get the sound effects in there the compass games catalogs have all arrived and started to land and ours got here before christmas which is you know kind of a miracle because for some reason ours showed up and I, I think we were the last one on earth delivered i think there were some tibetan monks that got their catalog before i got mine last year um, we're lucky we even got one after last year right so yeah, well <laughs> I no, no no it was two years ago it was two years ago <laughs> two we got our butt last year i think everybody just sort of shrugged and go oh yeah those guys again this year it's kind of funny like i posted the picture Hey, the catalogs arrived, and folks are like, and, and other people were posting pictures of their catalogs arriving. And are like, all right, I guess it's time for the podcast with the dragoons, huh? So, <laughs> so people are looking forward to us for this. So, um, let's get right to the action early. Let's help people spend some money. Um, OJ's dad, what is what is a game in the catalog in here somewhere that just really is leaping off the page at you, and you can't wait to plunk down your shekels for it? Um. Shoot trooping. Shoot trooping. Wait a minute. I already put down my money on the screen. Wasn't it? What's that? Wasn't that your answer last year? Yeah, because I ordered it back in twenty three years ago in January. <laughs> okay. And now it's now it's gone from a release of this year to a release of ne- late next year. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we uh we really should have the last two years worth of catalogs handy on the on the desk somewhere to be able to reference sort of what some of I these do. changes are. I Yo, do. Got <laughs> I got them. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. All right, don't make me laugh too hard. I'm gonna start coughing a bunch. <laughs> um, oh, BB we'll Mike, that a game tonight? How much? Yeah. How, how much coughing can we get out of Brant? <laughs> <laughs> If that's the case, I'm going to let you edit this one. <laughs> All right, BB Mike. What's something so, jumping off the page at you? Something. So there's a few in here. There's uh, probably two or three that really look interesting. And one is uh, for sure the uh, Galaxy Force game. And to me, that looks like it's got a, a – uh, it reminds me of – what is the game I have that I have not played? Struggle for the Galactic Empire. It looks kind of like that. It's a solitaire-only game, and it that looks interesting. The other one, uh, Gilbert Collins has another one coming out, not next year, but I think it's in 2024, Kaiser Fleet. That looks interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one, World War II Campaigns, I think it was, which also looks interesting. So I'm going to uh, say those Market three Garden are the ones. One? That, no, it's not Market Garden. It's uh, There's like three games in one. It's called World War II Campaigns. Oh, I know which one. Oh, the Series 120 box. It is the, yes, that's it. Series 120 box on page three. Yep, right up at the top in the middle there. I mean, that pre-order price looks, that's pretty good for what you get, I think. So that looks really good to me. Yeah, so that Series 121 is is bringing back a couple of the, the old GDW games. 
and just putting them all into one box together. Um, which, you know, it's it, it's very similar to the quad packaging that they're doing elsewhere and bringing those games back. And so that's, that's got kind of a cool way to go. Um, yeah. All right. All those who are surprised that, that BB Mike uh, instantly glommed on to the solitaire space game. Raise your hands. Yeah, I think absolutely no hands went up anywhere around the globe. That the Galaxy Force is one that would have caught your eye, huh? No, no one should be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> the big one that caught my eye, and I, if it was in the catalog last year, I would have answered the same thing. But Brian Train's Brief Border Wars too. Um, Brian. Does yeah, I thought stuff. of you when I saw that. Yeah. Brian does great stuff. Love the topic. Love the format. Um, was a big fan of the first series of games. Have done those at at multiple game conventions over the last year, year and a half or so. The guys from Compass were actually very cool and sent me an extra deck of cards for the box so that I could do multiple playthroughs simultaneously. Because they they share the same core rule set, but they've all got their own game-specific rules. They've all got their own maps. They've all got their own counters. There's no shared components there. But there is one shared deck of cards in the box. And when I explained to the Compass dudes that I was doing this for game convention stuff, they sent me an extra deck of cards so that I could run two simultaneous games. So that was very awesome of them uh, to to do that and and allow us to support some extra gameplay with that. I'm very much looking forward to Brief Border Wars 2 coming out with, uh, you know, see what Brian's got in there. Uh, so that's oh. that's where my money's going. I was going to say, Brief Border War 2 sounds good, and Kaiser Fleet also sounds good. I agree with both of you guys on that on those two. Talk to us about Kaiser Fleet. What is it that jumps out at you from from that one? Besides, I know you're a Gilbert Collins fan, but but what about the game in in there is something that's making you go, hey, what is that? Um, you know, I think this is based on War at Sea. It says there it is based on War at Sea, first published in 1975. So I think the fact that it's based on uh, an existing older war game and it's Gilbert Collins, it just it just looks interesting to me. Yeah. And, you know, you said it. I'm a huge Gilbert Collins fan, even though I haven't played uh, War for America yet. That's on my list to play through, which is also in the catalog on page one, two, I think. Yeah, so... So to be clear for anybody who's just sort of uh, kind of trying to follow along with the, the the catalog with us, we basically got the single fold going so that page one is the one with the Compass Games 2022 holiday catalog up in the top corner that across the front of that page is 1812 and 2040 and Aaron Armour across the top of the page. So it's basically a single fold is, is where we're referring to pages one, two, and three. So if you're trying to follow along at home and mark things up yourself and, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that in the other 17 things I wanted to order, that, that's how we're defining these things and where we're pointing to them. And, and talking about them um so so that's where we are did you find what you were looking for there mike no i'm just making sure that uh there wasn't anything else awesome <laughs> for you there i was just look i was looking for war for america and i don't i'm not seeing it i don't know why oh no there it is it's on page three it is a holiday price fifty dollars that's that's pretty good yeah i paid i paid almost i think i paid 80 for that yeah 79 there it is So there's a couple of these things that we've seen a couple of years in a row now at this point. In part, there's look, there, there's production issues going on around the world, and we've talked about those quite a bit. And they're going to continue to plague us for another three, four, five years. So I think there's there's going to be a little bit of understanding on the part of the audience for, hey, this thing's been ready to go, but it's stuck on a dock or it's stuck behind like 12 other things at the printer or holy crap, we're going to have to redo our math on this because the price of paper shot up or whatever it might be. I, I think we're all willing to, to have a little bit of laughter.
latitude in some cases like that. Uh, production schedules are going to get shifted. That said, um, OJ's dad, Schutz Trippin, you paid for, when was it? 2019? 2020? Uh, 2020, January 2020. Yeah. That one's starting to get a little long in the tooth on the pre-order. So, like, vert to flirt, you know? Like, well, and, 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 and I honestly, I don't know if, if uh, Compass has come out and said, hey, this is why it's been delayed or anything. And, and as far as delays go, they're not the only ones, right? Yeah. So, oh, as, no, as you no, said, everybody's everybody's seeing these type of issues so um is what it is so and uh and dialing in to join us now our buddy Cyrano Mr. Jim has has made it to the podcast how you doing Jim I I was confused I was here I was drinking and I was preparing for a nine o'clock go and then I realized oh god (laughs) (laughs) that you're the one guy in the flyover time zone I am. <laughs> I even, I want you to know that, hi, I, I want you all to know that I cared so much for this that I have not yet unsealed my catalog because I was so excited to, dis- to discover how quickly I could find after opening it a Napoleonic title. Oh, <laughs> wait, we'll get the stopwatch ready here. All right. Can I do it now? Should I do it go now? It. All right, here I go. And wait, wait, I'm almost, my thumb is almost there. Okay, here I go. I'm opening it now. Here I go. Oh, very exciting. Sound effects. All right, there's none there. I don't see any. Okay. Ooh, wow. This thing is so great. I really do love this. All right, I'm opening it all the way now. It's ridiculously huge again. Not that we didn't know that. I mean, it's sort of cheating to point out that they are in alphabetical order. Quiet. I'm. That's not fair. <laughs> I am being fair. I am being fair. I will not cheat. I'm still looking. I'm scrounging. The flanks of Gettysburg. What is that? Anyway, Napoleon's Eagles two of the hundred days. How long was that? Forty-two about seconds. Fi- about fifteen minutes. <laughs> that was two seconds too long. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Jim doesn't know how to keep a calendar. Hi. So, Jim, the the one thing that we went around the table straight out the bat for this is probably not one you can instantly answer, although the answer might be Napoleon's Eagles, too, because I think that one's been around for a little bit. But when when the catalogs started getting posted online to people's Twitter feeds and BoardGameGeek and whatever else, people were even joking about, you know, all right, so when does the Dragoons podcast show up to help me spend some money here? Yay. Uh, what what's the uh, what game is leaping off the page at you to go? Yeah, that's the one I'm going to go dump my money on. Is it Napoleon's Eagles two? Uh, no, it's because I've already got Napoleon's <laughs> Eagles two paid for. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean it's as I think we've even talked. I think we talked about it with uh, Boyer that it's uh, a great continuation of a, it's a fun. You know, great is a hard word. It's a fun continuation of a fun card system, uh, simplifying. You know, it's you, you sit around, throw some cards, and pretend you're playing Napoleonics, which is which is great. You know, which is something I love to do. Uh, let's see, what would I say as I go into here? Right? Away? Oh, just gonna just what's the thing? You know, I'm, and I'm, and they're actually finally they picked Waterloo as the as the choice of battle for that too yeah so that, because that, that was the hard one right like you know, everybody's going no and i said this before i said i love these guys because they pick art they picked different battles for the first one and they gave you know could have gone to 1809 could have done it just saying but that's okay they they, they went to where they figure the money is uh, you know so for that- as much as you piss and moan about the 1809 campaign getting neglected uh-huh. anybody who wants to see napoleon in egypt is really screwed <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes, that that is true. That is, come, you know, that that that. Come although, to think of it, you don't see him much in Italy either. Although you're right about that. Although I will say, somebody is working, and I've seen it. I actually got offered. I got asked to play test it, and I said, "Yeah." Somebody is working on a coin derivative for Napoleon in Egypt, which is the way it the way it should go. That's what it should be. Okay. Um, because you know, trying to do a straight up fight is not a good time, and you certainly don't want to do it tactically. I mean, Avalanche Press did a did a Napoleon in the desert thing, and it's stupid. I I don't understand why you would you know. Why? Why do you need to get your brains beat in every day? Well, um, not only that, but they adapted their Gettysburg rule set for that, didn't they? That's correct. That is yeah. that is well. That's my understanding. I don't know that, but I, I know that the game doesn't work. No, honestly, I will tell you. If I were recommending just game one right out of the box, it would probably be Brian Train's Brief Border Wars. All right, we we have a concurrence. Then you and I are both on the. Uh, on, both both happy to hop on the Brian train there. All right. Yeah, I I just think that that system is interesting. I love the little games, and I love the way he thinks about games and asks us to think about games. Uh, as certainly as everybody knows, hardly in my wheelhouse, but um, just fascinating, fascinating stuff. And I would recommend it. That would be my first one. Yeah. Well, plus the other thing Brian gives you is is wars you've never heard of, right? So it's it's an opportunity Precisely. to go yeah, yeah. examine some things that you don't know much about. Nobody's coming to the game with very many preconceived notions or oh yeah, you've got to go grab this piece of terrain that it's it's a blank canvas for a lot of people. So it's a chance to really learn something. Yes. We were due for for knocking this out end to end at some point. And, and OJ's dad has last year's catalog with him. So if we need nice. to reference what they promised us last year. I got, I got my last two years of catalogs with me. <laughs> That's even better. So I don't think 1812 War on the Great Lakes has been around that long. But BB uh, Mike, that's more your territory than just about any of the rest of us. Uh, initial thoughts, comments, yeah. whatever. So you know, I, I rattled off I think the top three that I had, I had chosen. This is probably would be number four on that list. This this looks really interesting as well. Uh, I mean, three maps, three hundred thirty seven counters, one hundred four cards, U.S. strategy cards, British. Uh, what's not to like? Yeah, and it looks like it's just focused around the Great Lakes region, right? Yep. Yeah. This was in last year's catalog, just FYI. Okay. Yeah. I, I am a little curious to see sort of how the interplay of land and sea combat work together, if at all, because those two things were a little more disjointed than not in the War of 1812. And, and how much, if at all, can you operate in any sort of combined arms fashion, partly based on the scale of the game. So I, I get that the scale of the game may be such that it, it precludes too much of that. But how much of it, how much latitude do you have as a more modern day commander with a better understanding of how those things can interact uh, how that might play out on the map for that one. Yeah, and, and and my fear here is if you look, it says three maps. It doesn't say what size those maps are. But if, if you're <laughs> going to play the the full campaign and you've got to stick three maps together and they're standard, well, what we call the standard 22 by 34, I'm not going to be able to play it because I don't have that kind of space. <laughs> you've got a dock out back. Just pray that it doesn't rain. Well, that's true. I can play outdoor board games. That's our next podcast. <laughs> 
Mr. Cyrano, sir, I believe you've made fun of 2040 and American insurgency for two or three years straight now at this point. Yes. Yes. This is, I, this is, this is one of those games that I'm like, okay, I, I've, I've still got Fortress America. So give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting to me that in, in OJ's dad, you've got it right there in front of you. I don't know how much, if at all, the text has changed in the box from year to year. It's still interesting to me how they, they dance around, Hey, here's an American insurgency without explicitly <laughs> calling out any of the current modern day actors that would be involved in that thing. I'm, I'm trying to be polite here. They've danced around some fairly obvious terminology because it's clear they don't want to piss anybody off. But the very existence of the game sort of gives that away. So I, I find this one to be quite the curiosity piece. I guess the the one big interesting thing there is that it's wooden pieces. Is that Was that always the case, Mike? Um, so yeah, I'm actually looking at the 2020 catalog. It's in there. In it. Well, what, what does wooden pieces mean? Is that, is it blocks? Is it? it yeah. I, I, I don't know. It says wooden pieces for forces. That's, that's all it says. Now I, I don't know any more than I'm only reading what I see. So I was just curious if it, that was a new edition. So maybe yeah, so the, 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 the card for, for this year is exactly identical to the one from last year with the exception of the release period. Okay. Okay. Well, what was the original release date? Um, the one from last year said late 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, late 2022. So okay. just a few months. Same with uh, 1812. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've already noted that there's a bunch of these things that are essentially yeah. the same thing, just with updated release dates, and and for any number of reasons, right? Whether it's a production thing, or or a designer actually finishing something, or you know, just trying to get things scheduled. Um, you know, it it's not like Compass isn't turning out games every time you turn around. That they're yep. they're sitting on an obvious backlog. Uh, just in oh, the yeah. time it takes for us to record this they'll put three other things on pre-order yep. here's um here's a text textual difference though so last year it said solitaire high similar to games like twilight struggle and this year's catalog it's removed the similar to games like twilight struggle how did we oh. let that pass wait a minute in what universe is twilight struggle a good solitaire game <laughs> <laughs> that that's serious if that's the text that that's just dumb yeah, that's that's what the 2020 and 2021 catalogs both said. Explain that to me. Not say that. I've played the stuffing out of Twilight Struggle. I I can't imagine playing that solitaire. So so I'm I, I will say that the the reaction, Jim, that you are verbalizing is the same one that I'm having internally, and that is how the hell did we miss such an obvious thing last year in the conversation because, about this be, because last year we talked about it when we went through the whole thing from start to beginning and none of us had any interest in it so we just kind of blew past it i think oh, okay that's Honestly. that's probably I mean, a we, 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 we we spent more time talking about it now than we have the last two years I, that's true yeah combined that could be but that's okay i just i want to know who let that out who let that copy out that's, that's sort of like weird playing solitaire poker isn't it yes that's exactly it. any card driven game is going to struggle solitaire there are systems there's a system to play commands and colors that way but uh, one of the premises of com even co i can't believe there's such a thing but there is competitive twilight struggle is the the poker like interplay about oh is he sitting on this card or not yeah if he's got it i'm screwed if i'm not i'm fine you know that's part of it and taking that out of the gate well okay i wasn't interested to start with it's not helping <laughs> well but they took that out it is now more yes, it is no not like, like twilight, twilight struggle, struggle. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Air and Armor, of course, I'm going to get that at some point. I might not get it right when it first drops, but that's one of those ones that I'm going to go over to the friendly local game store and help keep them afloat by buying a copy of Air and Armor. Anybody suggesting otherwise would be sort of foolish. <laughs> that, that That is an obvious gonna buy it for me. I don't know about sure. the other three of y'all. Uh, Jim, I don't think this is probably something that's, that's you know high on your list. Um, either of the mics, is that? I'd put weird? it on my list, but it'd be pretty far down. No interest. Look, I get it. Like, I'm the modern warfare dude in this crowd, and that's that's totally okay with me. Um, if you guys aren't buying it, it's more copies for me. There you go. So, just sit unplayed on the sh- <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Alexandros and Spartacus. Who's, so, first of all, Mike Markowitz is a wonderful dude. A uh, ton of fun at, at, you know, professional conferences and conventions. He is a longtime professional wargamer dude from over at CNA and has worked, you know, with, with Peter Pearl on a ton of stuff over all those years. Uh, Mike is one of those, those dudes who is very familiar to the professional field and almost unknown outside of the professional field. Uh, but he does a lot of great game designs. And so I have no doubt that this will be a fantastic game. Um it's not a topic that I'm terribly interested in, but Mike is very good with uh, with, with ancient history topics. Um, something a lot of folks might not know unless they happen to know Mike through social media. He is also a very well-published author um, in the coin collecting world. He writes a lot of articles about ancient coinage. Um, and that's that's a big thing that he does a bunch of. When we talked about this last year, I went back to my Command Magazine collection and found, yeah, I've got both these. Um, you know, they they both won the RD that year, and uh, they're great games. I mean, I'm curious to see what the up what the upgrade is uh, from that version, but uh, I've got them both. Yeah, and it it says they've got some expansions that had been published for them that are now included in the in the yeah box game yeah, too. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, no, they're both they're both they're both good games. Uh, um, I, I can't say I've played either of them, but I do know I've read the rules to both. And I was, like I said, I went back and went, oh, yeah, yeah, these, 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 these are interesting. All righty. American Tank Ace. BB Mike, this is a solitaire one. It's all yep. you, dude. Can we, uh, can we get a buzzer or a, a really unpleasant sound that goes off every time we say the word solitaire on this list? Because we're going to be using it a lot. You are going to be using it a lot because people want to see solitaire play, which is a good thing. Mm. We are the friendless fight, hobby. Fight, fight. <laughs> at, at this point, OJ's dad and I can sort of unplug and let the two of y'all go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I was, I was, uh, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. All right. So no interest. That, in actually, America. that's, that's several podcasts. I'm going to say that's not just one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it because it's World War II stuff? That, that is that where you lose interest, or is it because it's Greg Smith? No, I like World War II stuff, and as crazy as it sounds, and Jim will laugh, it's 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 designed for solitaire play. And there's a lot of games that that's not a draw for me as a solitaire player. As crazy as that sounds, so. again, this is something we need to talk about on a separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, we have a solo wargaming podcast coming up here in a couple of weeks uh, with you, and Wayne Hanson's going to be joining us on that one. And we got David Thompson to join us for that one as well. So we Oh, now that's just cheating. Why? Because you're bringing on the most talented guy in that space to defend it? Seriously? We well, I don't think we've decided even what we're talking about yet much. I don't think it's going to be a defensive solitaire. I, that's I what I'm saying. I demand the right to come on and say offensive things about solitaire gaming. But the problem is, I, I, I think you should be on. I, I want to say, but it's like, but with, I can't say bad things about David. I love that guy. And I actually like Pavlov's house because I can play it with my friends. Well, because your face is on one of the counters. That's true, too. <laughs> 
All right. Well, wait a minute. You can't tell me you're not playing that solitaire if your face is on the counter. I mean, come on. Oh, man. No. Are you talking about my best friend? It is act That is actually a game. My best friend, whenever we get together, he wants to play that game with me. That's one of the uh, that's one of the more the crunchier word games. He's actually an RPG guy. But when I say, look, I want to play a war game, that's one of the ones he loves to play. My face or no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so BB Mike, I'm guessing Atlantic Sentinels falls into the same bucket for you. Of it's designed for solo play, so you're a little less interested. A little less interested. I don't want to be Tom Hanks. So a little, little less interested in that. One. <laughs> and well, I, the, so, I, I just wanted to say, solo play bell sounds. That's two. Yeah. Again, I think when anybody sees this title, Greyhound is what's immediately coming to mind, right? That's sure. That's what this game is, and and I don't think there's any hiding that from anybody. That's exactly what they're after. Is uh, is this is get across the ocean and don't get sunk. So it's it's sort of Frogger with U-boats, you know. <laughs> that's a good one. I like Frogger. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> no, I just. I- just you can be right and still be funny i'll uh i'll try to tone it down a little then if i can help <laughs> okay so barbarians at the gates this one's actually out mo and gary have both posted some unboxings of it the point to pointness of it i know has bothered some people but <clears throat> it's not like there was a ton of overland cross-country maneuver happening in, in, in that era of warfare uh it, jim start with you and work our way around the table any thoughts on that one uh, we, we've commented about this one in you know in past years um it's obviously an important topic not nearly enough it's done i'll shout out our guy um dan daly uh jeff russ who who follow who's he is a dragoon and plays with us this is his period really even though he plays napoleonic with us he loves 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 the area of the decline and fall now he's more byzantium but uh, it's an interesting period it really is and it's one that frankly given new scholarship on the topic definitely deserved a new treatment i'm looking forward to reading some reviews of it yeah i, I love that you offer the qualifier of he plays napoleonics with you guys it, pretty much if he plays with you guys he plays napoleonics because not i mean it's just sort of oh, what you I, do. I see what you're saying i see what you're saying that's, that's the way those that's the way those multiplayer guys are they just want to you know you're going to play napoleonics and that's going to be it <laughs> no, you're not wrong <laughs> no 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 and you're not going to play waterloo either you're gonna play the 1809 god damn it yeah no that's not true yeah you, just, you did you just did the civil war right yeah well, we just finished up chickamauga and this uh, and this wednesday is all about uh divisional game on the eastern front so there uh-huh yes and then what is that, what is saturday's game this week <laughs> Uh, Saturday's game this week is okay. It's uh, it's a naval game set in the Napoleonic period. How's that? <laughs> but to be fair, though, Jim had to pull an audible because a couple of us can't make it Saturday night. Yeah, um, otherwise it was going to be Operation Overlord. Thank you, OJ. <laughs> okay, Battle Hymn Volume 2. BB Mike, this is all you, dude. So, well, this is interesting because I actually pre-ordered this one and I went back and checked recently and it shows up nowhere in my pre-orders and there actually did some more checking and there's another one in here that also has disappeared from my pre-orders. So I'm not really sure what's going on. Yeah. Hope you kept the receipts. Yeah, I do too. Now I do have Battle Hymn Volume 1, so I do want Volume 2. Yes, of course. On on that note, Mike, they switched their systems out. Yeah. And you have to go in a certain way to see the things that, that... you pre-ordered prior to that switch out because at first I thought a couple of my pre-orders had disappeared too. And I actually sent them an email and Bill had actually responded like 
the same day, I think it was, and told me how to go check for it. Now, I, I was able to email on cut and paste <laughs> in the past. In the past, I was able to do that. I was able to go back in because you're right. They had they changed the system and they had like it was in somewhere weird where you wouldn't think it would be, but it wasn't there. Um, hmm. but I'm pretty sure I'll probably end up sending them an email because they're really good about sorting that stuff out. So I'm not too worried. Yeah, about it. I've got my receipt. I did check that. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is this is uh, Eric Lee Smith again. So, yep, I'm going to get this one. Yeah. All right, we've we've talked about Bismarck to you know Jim's chagrin that this is a solitaire game. Um, I, I'm just curious. I, I don't recall us making comment on this last year, but when it's saying unit scale, carriers, battleships, battle cruisers, destroyers, airplanes, how many carriers were actually out chasing the Bismarck around? One, right? Because they were the, even one. They, yeah, well, they got found yeah. by that very swordfish, right? Yeah, yeah. There was so. at least one. I don't know if there yeah. was more. But, but it's talking about unit scale of carriers, plural. <laughs> yeah. Everything well, else and I'm, plural, and, so. I imagine it's a hypothetical search too. I mean, it, well, if you just think about the Avalon Hill game, yes, right? That's true. There's what three in there? Yeah, <laughs> that are that are intended. Now that that that's taken my memory back. So please don't hold me to that. But. Yeah. You know, it's like anything we do. We want to be able to throw a few extra boats and see what might happen. And and to be fair, I'm the guy who's usually advocating putting extra shit in the box that wasn't necessarily there. <laughs> at the battle. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm sort of, you know, playing both sides here. But I do think it's cool if they did get off script a little bit. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Blue Water Navy, the Pacific. So here's our uh, here's our sequel to the original Blue Water Navy. I know this is big for Rocky Mountain Navy's gaming. He actually wrote a very good article about Blue Water Navy, the original one when it came out. So I'm I'm certain this is going to be high on his list. Um, Cyrano, you'll appreciate it. The solitaire rating is only a medium. All right. Disable those solitaire people. Make them play with their friends. No, but see, you can still play it. Even when they say solitaire suitability low, you can still play it. Yeah, but you're We've... you're a str- you're a strong-minded person. I don't know. Oh, hmm. you're you're the kind of guy that can do that. I can't. Hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, OJ's dad. Are we looking for your boat somewhere in that counter mix? Uh, possibly. Yeah, I, I probably would put that on my list of, of ones to purchase. Yeah, breaking the chains 2.0. So they brought back the breaking the chains design. There's there's obviously going to be some updating here. I, I'm curious. Uh, Mike is is breaking the chains in last year's catalog. I don't recall us talking about this one. Uh, I recall it being there. It might no. well have been. It's not. No. Huh. Yeah. No. Blue water navy and blue water navy two were both there, but breaking the chains is not there. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So you know, look, it's it's already in print and so if they're just doing some updates and cleanups in a second edition of this then it's not a surprise that it wouldn't take that long to get that one out the door i i've not played this one but heard very good things about it from a variety of people and gorkowski makes great games so so i can't imagine there's there's much chance of this turning into a dud i think if if modern naval warfare is your thing i you know you you've got a great designer tackling a relevant contemporary topic and and a proven system because there's already been one edition of this out there and if it wasn't well received they wouldn't be doing it again so i think that's probably a pretty safe bet in this in, in this catalog here so we've talked enough about brief border wars too all right there's two of us that are already going to buy this thing um <laughs> So I, I don't see any reason uh, to spend a ton of time on this, particularly since we can probably draft Brian into showing up on the podcast at some point and talk about it for us. So, um, Brothers at War, 
All right, back to the Civil War. That's you, Mike. I've looked at this one, and I'll, I'll just, it's its a possibility at some point. I'll just say that. Yeah. You didn't really Haven't you bell. done a couple of these battles with other game systems on My Own Worst Enemy, though? Of these battles, looking through these battles. Fox's this... Gap at one point, didn't you? I don't think so. I don't think I've hit any of these yet. And these are actually right. some interesting battles. I think that's the the uh, interesting part of this and i believe this is the first in a series if i'm not mistaken right uh sure i don't know <laughs> it, well, no, it's intended to be yeah i think it is i think uh i think it is like every other first in a you know hypothetical series it depends on how well the first one does right of course yeah, exactly. but it, it, it also is of a small enough scale to make you know it's it's not like you're doing antietam or gettysburg you're doing a piece so yeah yeah more room to maneuver it's like yeah. four small maps kind of like brief border wars actually it's it's the smaller maps except solitaire except solitaire which is a good thing well it's solitaire high no it's a solitaire system okay i'll take your word for it let's say so <laughs> what brothers at war yeah, where does no, it, it says, say it's a solitaire system? It says, system? It says, it says one to two high. players. Brothers, oh my gosh, I thought that man, I honestly thought it was a solitaire. Wow, I'm gonna <laughs> uh, just ignore me. I'm gonna keep drinking. Because the next game, you are more than welcome to go ahead and rattle hey, rail on about solitaire hey, stuff. Hey Jim, Harry Battle Philippine Sea is a solitaire design game. Yes. Hey Jim, just invoke the OJ rule. Oh, good point. Yeah, there's too many games. Yep. <laughs> The OJ rule states that we just can't keep this many games straight in our head. So this carry battle Philippine C is it says players one to two, but then it says designed for solitaire play. So explain that one to me. Well, that it's designed for solitaire play and they bolted on the two player <laughs> instead of well, <laughs> so we're going the other way around now. It's like Pavlov's house, right? I mean, Pavlov's house is a solitaire game, but you can play it two players. You split it up. Yeah. All right. And, so and it's a blast. I will say it's a blast. Combat be, Volume One. The, the the reprint of Combat Volume One is is imminently arriving, and Combat Volume Two is is gonna show up on the same day. So you're gonna be able to grab a whole lot of combat and uh and, and get down to the very nitty gritty individual man tactical level here to your heart's content. Uh, OJ's dad, what do we think? I'm probably not that interested in either one of them myself, personally. Probably not your thing, huh? Yeah. So I, I will say I, I, I've seen them on the table. They are good-looking games. Yep. I, I've not played either, um, but I, I've seen them on the table. They they look great. I know a variety of people who have really enjoyed playing them, and and folks that I you know whose opinions I trust have enjoyed the hell out of it. It does remind me a bit of sort of a last hundred yards kind of feel to it, um, but it's it you know if if you're wanting that sort of almost war movie kind of uh, feel to your tabletop wargaming, I think this is definitely somewhere you could get that um yeah so that's that's probably think, a place you can go for that and yeah. and they will they've got not just a late 2022 they're giving you a, they're committing to a specific date yeah. so what do we think are they gonna hit it sure let's hope let's hope <laughs> i would I, I would think that if they're putting a specific number on there that they would be reasonably confident in uh in in being able to hit that date wouldn't you think yeah so yeah. i would hope so um, I mean, unless something happens that, that the container ship doesn't get offloaded in time or something but yeah yeah something ridiculous like that which uh which always seems to happen when you don't expect it <laughs> Yo. All right. Uh, hey, real quick on, yeah. on Philippine Sea, I went out to the product page 
and it does say players one solitaire game so it's uh and i thought that's yeah this is it's kind of like carrier i think this was always a solitaire game i don't think it's i don't know where that yeah, one i think it's probably a misprint here in the catalog <laughs> that's a heck of a misprint <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's a little significant <laughs> you would think just 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 saying yeah so all right uh bb mike Death in the Trenches. Look for a playthrough in the future at some point. Ooh, very ah, cool. Excellent. Hey, have you already started and you're just having to edit videos? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm not retired until next year, so there's no multiple things ah. in the pipeline I, right now. So I've got this on my list. And, and, and the thing that's piquing my interest is the 500 random events. I'm curious if they're pretty much historical random events or if they not, not, necess- some not necessarily a- not that's why i like these games and actually it, by right. the time this podcast airs i should have the first turn of csa america civil war out and it's kind of one of their things uh ben madison west ernie will have the uh the random events which adds Im- immensely to replayability yep. right and it can significantly change the outcome of of the conflict right yes so you're not you're not not a railroad of world war one in this for sure well let's go and higher up my list all right so i'll I'll ask you played plaza glory are you talking to me i am i have it (laughs) pre-ordered okay (laughs) because i was never able to find it I was going to say, okay, it's I've, I've, played the stuff, I, I've played the stuff not a Paths of Glory. And I'm just curious how the two compare. I've heard good things about Paths of Glory. Oh, great, great things about Paths of Glory. It's, it's, it is one of the games, I think the first game that showed me cards was the Napoleonic Wars, where I went, oh, I see what you're doing. But certainly Paths of Glory, I'm just curious. I was curious how you would compare the two. I, I'm, for whatever reason, fascinated by World War II. I, I know as much as OJ is, but I, I still am fascinated. Um. All right, Desert Blitzkrieg. Uh, it's uh, uh, you know, look, it's it's North Africa. There's only so many different ways you can slice that apple, but people still keep trying. Um, Is Napoleon in this one? <laughs> tragically, no. No, I mean, it's, it's what, I, I think you all know my standard on this, and if not, you'll hear it now. As given my views of it, until such time as you defeat Desert Fox, don't call. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's still the gold standard against which all are measured, but that doesn't stop people from trying. No, no. And, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I want them yeah. to knock it off. Just nobody has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still working on it. Dog Boat, there's another one of those solitaire naval games of which, look, Compass keeps going back to that well because people keep giving them money to do it. So I, I can't blame Compass one bit for continuing to do that, even though they're not something that I'm necessarily interested in. And, and I will continue to keep opprobrium on solitaire gaming, but I want to be crystal clear. I understand why people are making solitaire games. That's not complex. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, there, there's a market for it. People want to spend money on these that, things. And that would be the reason. <laughs> <laughs> People want to play them. I'm not going to tell people not to go have a good time playing what you want to play. So definitely, uh, definitely there. All right. Eastern Front Operational Battles Quad. So the quad game thing, you know, Compass brought back a D-Day, not Compass, Decision brought back a D-Day quad. Compass has the Operational Battles East Front one here. They've got the Brief Border Wars quads with Brian's stuff. Who else out there is doing quad games? Jim, I'm sure there's a Napoleonic quad that's been reprinted somewhere that I'm missing, right? No, there isn't. That, really? I, I'm, res- I'm resentful. I'm resentful <laughs> of this. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't have that. I, I think this is really cool. I love this. Um, the SPI quad set a standard back in the day, and I would love it if somebody could set them today. That would be so great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, Mike, you're going to be retiring in a year. You uh, you always wanted to start a publishing company. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, well, did you Jim always wanted up? you to start a publishing company. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
am, am I hearing a no? Is is that what I'm hearing? I'm hearing I, no. Not a no, but it's 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 on the down the list of ways. <laughs> yeah, it's shortly. It's it's a good deal after sleep till noon. Where do we go? Enemy action Ardennes, enemy action Kharkov. Uh, Ardennes is already out. Kharkov is imminently arriving. Wait, a Battle of the Bulge game? <laughs> those are the best. We have so few of those. Oh, God. It's uh, <laughs> it's less the Ardennes one than the Kharkov one, right? Now we're now we're doing East Front. Talk about a neglected theater of war. <laughs> although, although you wonder if we might ship a few generals in the Russian side of the battle a little bit about Kharkov. Perhaps they could learn something. Say- is this World War II Kharkov or, or modern or, or night or two or 2022 Kharkov? But yes. I think that. Well, it's due to arrive in 2022, so draw your own conclusions. Yeah. We'll figure it out from there. All right, Europe in Turmoil, second edition. Um, and then Europe in Turmoil 2, the Interbellum. So look, I, I think you can actually connect these two together, but this gets you from World War One to World War Two, And so, I mean, I, I think GMT already sort of covered this ground once before, but I am a little curious because it's not, you know, here in the U.S., like we learn about World War One happened and then World War Two happened, you know, a, a half a generation later. And we sort of ignore the fact that there was a whole lot of shooting going on in between those two. Well, so I, 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 look, look, this is such a hugely important period that we just don't study enough. And I don't know much. I've studied. I've been looking these games up since I first heard about them. Um, I I know that some folks had some criticisms of Versailles nineteen nineteen by Jeff Engelstein and Volko. I, th- I think Volko's in on that. Um, and some of the other games. But I I just want to see. I want to see people take pokes at this sort of thing, because you know the idea that World War One and World War Two are discrete events, or frankly that World War One, World War Two, and the Cold War are discrete events that won't bear scrutiny. You know. And seeing games like this, this is important. This is the stuff I want to see war games do that aren't involving Napoleon. Yeah. You know, do something different, do something interesting. And this is, this at a minimum is interesting and it's exciting and I hope it works. I'm I'm definitely interested in this. And I, and I find it interesting. They're both releasing about the same time. Yep. Very, very curious. I mean, all right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they I think they're I think, you know, they're releasing at the same time because they are in in a sense tied together. I in terms of gameplay itself, I can easily see tying them together. I could see playing the first one without the second one. I'm curious to see how you would play the second one without the first one. That's a good point. <laughs> so I, I am a little interested to see how how that would actually play. And I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm I'm totally not casting shade on this. I, I am legitimately curious to see how you would pick up the second one w- without having played the first one to feed into it. So that's yeah. that's definitely something I'll, I'll be... I, I could totally see the first one sort of being up until Hitler takes charge in Germany and the second one picking up there, if that's the break point. Um, that would be a sensible one to me. But I, I'll be curious to see how those things actually play out. Um, all right, flanks of Gettysburg. Because, you know, Jim right up there with bulge and east front and waterloo the world has a shortage of gettysburg games yeah i was hard, i was hard pressed to find any really as i was thinking about this podcast but no, no I, this, look, is, this is just a piece of gettysburg it's not yeah, and it's an interesting system it's company level um I, does I guess. have a Rick does have a Rick Barber map in it, which it does, good. which means it'll be pretty as all heck. I uh and if and if this is your jam, <laughs> I mean then then you should get it. 
then you should get it and try it. I, me, this is a pretty easy pass. Yeah. Um, look, it's American Civil War. For me, it's an easy pass. And that has nothing to do with, you know, Compass or Gettysburg or anything. It's just Civil War is not something I'm all that interested in. No, I, I think that games like this, I mean, I loved Oh my God. I, this is one of the few games I can say I played the print off of, uh, Avalon Hills, little gay met of little round top. I love that thing so much. And to me, games like that have to exist in that space. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about this full game treatment, but, but there will be some who I am sure will consume it ravenously. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, look, I'll, I, I'll, I'll give it published like nine Gettysburg games in the last 12 months and people can't get enough of them. So I'll give it the credit as Mike was saying is it focuses just on the second day on the two bat on the battles on the two flanks. Right. So gives you something a little bit different than playing the entire three day battle. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we, and, and, and kind of to somebody's point earlier too, right. We all know about the fight on little round top. I don't know if too many people know much about the, the uh, Culp's Hill fight per se. Yeah, right. probably not. Um, because they they didn't make a cool movie about that one, right? <laughs> well, but but I mean, you know, every, everybody knows about the little round top, right? Everybody knows about Joshua Train Berlin and and all the and all that side of it. But I think Culp's Hill probably just gets gets lost in the in the shuffle there at times. So could well be. Um, tonight's completely and utterly off-topic comment is, did y'all know that at one point Joshua Chamberlain, after the Civil War, wrote for Cosmo magazine? I did, yep. Mm-hmm. So. He had a he had an amazing career after the war. Yeah. I, I still think, you know, author for Cosmopolitan has got to be way up there on the what the hell kind of scale. Well, I, I think the universe of people who were both governors of Maine and wrote for Cosmo has yeah. got to be a relatively small Venn diagram. I would I would expect so. All Here's right. What Cosmo um, was about what, what what Cosmo magazine was like back then though. True. Exactly. Well yes, that, that is absolutely valid. However, <laughs> let's let's not let historical accuracy get in the way of a good piece of trivia here. <laughs> All right. Uh for Motherland, the Russian front. Look, I I don't know Masahiro Yamazaki. I uh, uh, could be an incredibly talented designer. Could be the Mark Herman of Japan. Could be <laughs> a brand new ro- like I know nothing about Masahiro Ta- Yamazaki. That said, I think it's cool that Compass is giving somebody different a chance to throw a game out there to the world. And and I would be very interested in hearing the perspectives of those who know the topic better than me on what sort of viewpoint that designer is bringing to this. To, to the Eastern front here. So thoughts from the panel. You you have made the best possible case. I'll, I'll leave it at that. You've made the best possible case for a game about the Eastern front. Cause nobody what, really needs. What, what was your quote, Mike earlier? Can I borrow that? Which one? There was something about too many games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, I think you're, I just think you're right. That, that getting that sort of extra, you know, getting those other voices to the table has great value. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to hustle along here slightly only because we're, we're closing in on the first hour and we just got off of page one. Yeah, oh, that's not good. We got to speed this up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, BB Mike already extolled the virtues of, or what he hopes will be the virtues of Galaxy Force. I was going to say, <laughs> interest in, let's call it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I love the map scale Milky Way Galaxy. <laughs> Each space is about 2,500 light years. I uh, And it's a topic I, that's not covered much, right? So, you know, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, yes, yes. You win the tonight's highly accurate comment award there. All right, Granada. Uh, this one's already been out, right? Isn't this a reprint? That's, that's a, that certainly looks like one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this um, has the same date on it of November thirtieth. And now that I'm looking, uh, another one does down the page or ways. That's what's special about November thirty. Is that when the uh, cargo ship pulls up? I think that's after sufficiently after Compass Expo that they've recovered and can actually get back in the warehouse and start shipping things again. There you go. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just spitballing here. But that's credible. That is credible. It, very credible, I think, yeah. Because that would, from from Compass Expo, that gives them enough time to recover, eat some turkey, and then get back to the warehouse and start <laughs> shipping for Christmas. Sounds good to me. So, all right. Uh, Grant moves south, the Western Campaign of 1862. So, look, it's still American Civil War. It's still not something I'm going to be terribly interested in. That said, this is, the, the Western theater is not something that's heavily covered in too many war games, particularly compared to all the battles of the Eastern, the, 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 Eastern uh, theater of the war that we can all rattle off the greatest hits. So what do we think about, um, you know, going West here? Point to point though. Yep. I'm not a big fan of point to point. Nope. Not saying it's a bad game. Not saying I won't even buy it, but I don't like point to point. So you're saying you don't see the point. Oh, no, he I sees do. the point. I, I see, I see two points. Yeah, he sees the points. And doesn't like either of them. <laughs> and neither do I. All right. Hearts and minds. Been there, done that. Big, ridiculous dice. Please continue. <laughs> How's the uh, solitaire bot system in that? I got it. Don't know. <laughs> does it involve very large silly dice? Uh, yeah, everything in that version does. <laughs> because you open the box and there's the damn silly dice. <laughs> I, I Have we ever heard? Has anybody ever heard? I, I guess I'm not man enough. I really should. I should man up and ask. I should get on one of the chats and go, what was with those dice? When you do, let us know. I will. <laughs> the, the problem is, is we're always gaming that night. That's also true. Because you, yeah, that's true. You've been that's, on the other. Honestly, yeah. that's that's why I haven't kept up on some of their stuff. Is because we're usually engaged in in actually playing a game. Yeah, time, which so. just seems like the real priority to me. But I don't, you know. That's All why right, we get uh, the catalog, so we can play the games on Thursday night and get the catalog to order the new stuff later. There you go, Jim. I thought the priority was actually assembling the terrain and painting the figures and packing them and unpacking them and. <laughs> No, no, you are not. you are you are you are engaging in the. I gave you full credit for your arts and crafts line, which I love a lot. Yes, but but many others were pointing out how much time it took for them to you know not play the game while getting ready to play the game. Yeah, no, I I it just baffles me when people say absurd things like no no I I I love these gigantic game setups. Oh really? You ever set one up? Yeah, You're talking nonsense. No no no. You see, they love walking over to a completely set up table and ooing yes. and eyeing and playing someone else's game that they went through the trouble to set up. And as the schmuck that had to both set up and put away those minis often enough, I'm here to tell you, yeah, no, that's, I'm sure you did have a good time. I, me, not so much. Yeah. Those guys can kiss off, right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Hitler's got last gamble. We got a bulge game. Hooray! Another bulge game. Is it solid? If it's a bulge game that's also solitaire, that's like two for one. It's solitaire high. <laughs> oh, God. It's also high complexity for whatever that's worth. Yeah, um, no, I just I just noticed that Artie is also playing, I think, what is he playing? The SCS? He's playing the SCS bulge game. They're doing this bulge game. He's like, God, just won't stop. I, I'm curious, was the bulge actually Hitler's last gamble, or did he have an additional gamble after the bulge? I <laughs> Was I don't know. Did Hitler have another gamble? You can't call it Hitler's Hitler's next to last gamble. His penultimate gamble. <laughs> 
that's that does you're right that's not nearly as dramatic how delightful i'm i'm <laughs> now grant i promise i will mail you a quarter every time i steal that from you because i'm going to hitler's trust me this will work <laughs> <laughs> Hitler's penultimate gamble. Oh, his third from the last gamble. Somebody's going to go back and take this conversation and subtitle the downfall video with all of our comments about Hitler's <laughs> next to last gamble. Yeah, that'll probably be me. Anyway. <laughs> Indian Ocean region. Look, at Gorkowski doing modern naval warfare. Uh, probably very similar to the Breaking the Chains uh, series. This is one of those things that if this is your shtick, Gorkowski does good games. And this is this is kind of his wheelhouse. So, um, you know, it's already out. People are already playing it. People already have nice things to say about it. I, I don't know as there's a whole lot of ground we're going to cover in 60 seconds here that hasn't been covered better by smarter people. Anybody got any thoughts? Certainly no, no expertise. I do, however, m- one must enjoy best with two players, but can be played with up to three. That's only one more. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you didn't just tell or, me I could play with eight or or. Solitaire. solitaire no i'm sure yeah, but then I'm it sure. says solitaire medium so this again another another podcast we're going to have to discuss these ratings the complexities the time the the player well, the and, solitaire and there medium. you will have me at a significant disadvantage because i you know i'm going to assume that they're lying <laughs> you know i'm going to assume that high means medium medium means no and and low means don't even See, try I, I don't i'm not going to say they're lying but i, I they've got to have a dartboard there you go there you go but that's true. Why why attribute to conspiracy what can be explained by we just don't know. <laughs> we don't know. If they would invite us to that warehouse weekend, we could find out. Well, and, and yeah, that's, there you go. Yeah. Interceptor Ace 2. Solitaire. Uh, we're back to Gregory Smith solo. Uh, only now we're flying around instead of floating around. <laughs> Any particular thoughts on this? I mean, again, this is going back to the well of something that's made Compass a whole lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to play Veerson's games first, but that's me. Yeah. Well, I think Veerson's games are a little more oriented with your, your aircraft or your 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 vehicle you as the center of the action and everything else is coming at you almost like a a, a sort of a rolling tower defense kind of no thing. no i'm talking no, no no i'm talking about his card game oh okay gotcha um I, you know on one hand again this isn't something i'm going to be interested in on the other hand god bless compass for making themselves a ton of money and staying in business doing it keep churning these out if that's what your audience wants and 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 you know absolutely no ill will for me on that at all it, to me these almost seem like sort of the grown-up choose your own adventure book but if that's what you enjoy do it man I, i'm not going to get in the way of other people having fun never so. that's that's rude yeah. <laughs> Imperial Tide. Uh, Greg Smith, not solo, although it does have a solitaire bot. What do we think? This one's already out. I mean, people are already playing this one. Any thoughts? This is Mike. Yeah, oh, I, I haven't there. honestly looked at it. I, I think I glanced at it some, but it just didn't reach out and grab me as much as some other things. So I have yeah. not made a purchase. It says, it, it says it's based on Pacific Tide, which I own. So it's probably pretty high level. I mean, Pacific Tide is a fun game. So um, I mean, map scale is strategic abstract. So yeah, yeah, it's it's up there in the uh, in the high god view area. All right, uh, Kaiser Fleet. We talked about a bunch earlier. Uh, anybody got additional comments on this one? Uh, just reading reviews. This is a huge disappointment to me because I love War at Sea so very much. This is more. This is unnecessarily complex. Uh, I, um, is this Kaiser Fleet? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. How is it? 
How is it complex? What, what do you mean? It's, I'm talking, I was expecting war at sea level of difficult. This is not. So, so you're saying it's not as complex as war at sea? No, I'm saying it's far, far more complex. Is that because there's two shipyard cards? You're funny. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just curious, what, where, where have you seen comments on the complexity level of this one? Just because, I mean, it's not even due until 2024. So, well, the rule book's online. Oh, it is? Okay. See, it doesn't say the rule book is online here in the catalog. So like, yeah, no, it's, it's like, and you'll notice it calls complexity medium instead well, that's of, the, that's what the dartboard said. Instead of low, the <laughs> answer is ridiculously low. Ridiculously low. Yes. Ridiculously. Look, what do we call, what did we all call war at sea when we were kids? My dice at sea. It, yeah, yes, that too. That's a good name too. <laughs> My first war game, dice at sea. I wanted that in the first world war and I'm not sorry. You know, it's when you design it, BB Mike's publishing company can print it for you. This is this is the same grievance I had, and you all know this, with um, a Sovereign of the Sea, which was also ta- – and you could see it. You could see they were trying to do War at Sea in the Age of Sail, and they failed. They gooked it up with gook. Yeah. That you? said, it's by Gilbert Collins, and I'm buying it. All right. I want to hear – I'm going to watch your review. I might even – this is one that you could actually persuade me to play. I would be very curious to hear. I want it. I want it to be good. Let's hope it is. But I'm upset. So, <laughs> I can tell. Okay then. Uh, Kharkov battles. We're going back to Kharkov. We had some enemy action in Kharkov. Now we've got some battles in Kharkov. Anybody? The one, the one sexy about this is you can throw it into the fall blow and make the big map, which I always like. I always like. Well, yeah, because you're not the one setting it up. True. <laughs> if it's on TTS, he is. That's true also. Well, no, because some other person will, I believe, Fall Blau was out there and it has been imported. So I, all I got to do is load it. Yeah. You know, for all the talk of how long it took to get, how long it takes to get one of those minis games with the, the tables and everything set up. I, I got to watch those dudes set up the Europa game at Origins this past year. Uh-huh. Those minis guys got nothing on that Europa crew. <laughs> no, yeah, for a fact. And that was only half of one Europa box. As the Armchair Dragoons march into the ninth season of their podcast, Mentioned in Dispatches, we need to make time to thank our Patreon supporters who pledged at the regimental patron level. So a heartfelt thanks to Patrick Garrity, Mike Quigley, Joseph Knoll, Hethwill Wargames, Robert, Kevin Bertram, Chet Bell, Treb Curry, Staggerwing, and Patrick Mullen for their support of the Armchair Dragoons and helping us to bring you the best strategy gaming content on the web. You too can sign up as a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash armchair dragoons. Contact now Red Eclipse. So Steve, the mad Russian Overton has been working on this thing for 27 years or so at this point. I was going to say, my goodness, yeah. Lock and Load had this at one point. David let it go, let Steve have it back. Steve's now taking it to Compass. Um, This is based on uh, Southard's original fire team design, and and Southard was actually involved in some of the early development of this. We interviewed Steve on this one seven or eight years ago at this point on on a previous podcast, and, and And this is one of those, it's been, you know, in imminent release for eight years. At any given moment. I'll believe it when I see it. And that's not a knock on compass. That is, this thing has been imminent since 2015 at this point. I think. So it's been a while. Um, It'll be interesting to see what actually comes out of this one. Anybody got any thoughts, comments? Not I. BB Mike, Manassas Designer Signature Edition. Uh, 
no, not for me. Not for you, huh? Too early in the war? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the, you know, it's kind of like the Battle of the Alamo. It's like, it's Manassas. I know how it turns out. Can't imagine it going much different than what it did. And and the solitaire suitability is only high. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. that's too low for you. All right. So Maori Warriors Long White Cloud, they're saying late 2022 on this one. They've already run this one through Kickstarter at this point. It may well be shipping by the time this podcast posts. Um, th- this is one that is in literally an imminent release because Compass doesn't actually put those things up on Kickstarter. Uh, I I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they put those things on Kickstarter once they're unpacking crates in the warehouse. Yeah, and actually the product page says November 2022. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see putting late 2022 when they had to send the catalog to the press. Sure. Like I, I, I would totally get that. Um, I think we, right. we're we're even more refined in the date time group of targeting at this point based on new knowledge since this thing's been sent to the printer. It's, but, it's very but possible again, those going to CompassCon <laughs> will we'll see it there and be able yeah, to purchase no, it. I, I'd almost be surprised if they didn't. Um, again, this thing's already cleared the Kickstarter phase. And usually, again, when Compass puts stuff on Kickstarter, it's it's locked and cocked and ready to go. Um, I Because I, I, I plunked my money down for the uh nato um or i'm sorry not nato the third world war game in uh through through kickstarter and it was on my doorstep six weeks later so um all right jim we've talked plenty about napoleon's eagles too is there anything else you would like to say that you didn't say on last year's podcast or the one where we had boyer a couple weeks ago check it out it's good stuff fair enough all right uh nato next war in europe designer signature edition bruce makes great games he's super enthusiastic about it if you don't believe us go watch his video from our acdc talking about this one or talking about aaron armor because he's done both um it's it you know it, it's a re-implementation of a classic victory games design and and bruce has cleaned up a bunch of things in it um folks love it and 55 bucks is a pretty good deal for that box so um i think if you're into what Ardwolf likes to call fantasy warfare this is something for you so uh oceans of fire Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Yeah, this is probably for me. <laughs> I mean, Pacific, World War II, what more do you need? Uh, Solitaire's only medium, though. Doesn't matter. <laughs> You're doing it anyway, huh? Do it anyway. You already have this one on pre-order? I do not. No, this is on the maybe list. Okay. You're going to have to hurry up, man. It's due in early 2023. Well, I better hurry. So we won't be talking about this on the next Compass Holiday Catalog podcast. Oh, don't rule that yeah, out. don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Operation 333, we probably will still be talking about next year's catalog uh, episode because it's not due until early 2024. Um, I'll be honest, Chris Davis... I think at any point in time has about 67 different designs in varying stages of completion. Um, it's cool to actually see one going to print here because Chris is a dude who I think just throws off so many great ideas. I have a hard time figuring out how he actually finishes any of them. Um, Cause the dude is just a fountain of good ideas for game design stuff. So it's, it's cool to see one finally coming to fruition. Here. Um, anybody got interest in the Soviet coup in Kabul in 1979? Solitaire. <laughs> so, so no, we're going to go with no there. Uh, Operation Crusader Designer Signature Edition. So this is Frank Chadwick's classic monster game. This is not the GDW Double Blind Crusader game um, that's been brought back. Uh, what do we think? Anything? I know we said we had to hustle just, along here a little bit. Yeah, just not my era. Yeah. Same you guys so. can still throw in some comments. <laughs> no, but is somebody doing the double blind? I thought they were just dumping the double blind pre-plot piece. No, I, I think this is the other 
GDW Crusader game, not the double blind one. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Well, then I misunderstood because I thought this was it, just Frank having cleaned out the uh, the pre-plot piece, which made it double blind capable. Okay. Then I guess we'll find out in late 2023 when it arrives and we figure out which one of us is right. Copy. No, I... I, I I make no protestations. I'm that's interesting. Okay. I wouldn't put it past me to have heard the wrong thing. Okay. Pack tied, second edition. So Mike, you've got the first one. What what's the, the thumbnail sketch on Pacific Tide there? If if you it's a it's a really high strategic level, but it's a really fun game. You know, it's it kind of reminds me of uh Right now I'm, I'm I'm losing my mind here because I victory in the Pacific. Victory in the Pacific. Only I, I like it a little bit better than victory in the Pacific. It has cards. It's got a few cards. Has a solitaire bite, which I've never tried, but the game itself is fun. So it's uh it's it's a level up in complexity from victory in the Pacific. I, I wouldn't say it's any more difficult than victory in the Pacific. No, it, it maybe just some a few more things going on that you wouldn't have in that game, but not difficulty wise. No, I think it's about the same. Okay, Panzer Krieg. Fredos is bringing this thing back. OJ's dad was Panzer Krieg in last year's catalog. Uh, I'll take a look. I don't think it was. Yes, it was. was. Okay. Yep. I look. It's operational warfare in Southern Russian World War II. So it's it's back to the East Front with you know divisions and corps driving around the uh, the Caucasus. I you know it's it's nice to see designers breaking new ground here. Um, <laughs> it, is there much we want to cover on this one? We really ought to bring like an East Front specialist on the next year's catalog show. Huh? We got one of those? I'm sure there's one somewhere. Who's buying all the games? All right, Pontiac's War. If I recall correctly, BB Mike, this was one you were interested in. I still am. I just haven't ordered it. <laughs> Well, you've got time. It's not due until late 2023 at this point. OJ's dad, is that a change from what was scheduled in last year's catalog? It is a slight change. Last year's was early 2023, so. Okay, so it's pushed back some, which, again, given everything we talked about earlier in the show, not a terrible surprise. I'm going to start rattling off some names here. You guys stop me when there's one you want to talk about. We've got Prelude to Revolution. So the only one, I'll, the only thing I'll say about that one is I'm looking at that thumbnail of the, the box there. And for some reason, that, that's evocative of the old SSI D&D games to me. I don't know if it's because it's gold uh, or red or what. But I That's great. That, no, no, you're that, absolutely that, right. Right, no, right, right. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Anyway, so I, I can see a, it. That's an interesting observation. <laughs> I and refuse it, and to. It tell, and it shows that. my age too, right? So, <laughs> yep, me too, man. Yeah, look, I'm the youngest dude on this podcast, and I'm 50. So we're <laughs> we're all at that point. All right, no peace without honor. That was already what? out. It's been out. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Road to the Rhine, Frank Chadwick. Um, again, bringing back another GDW design here. Just generally, what's your guys' impression of how they've done with these reboots? Because I don't have a lot of experience with them. Um, I liked the reboot of Frank Chadwick's War in the East, but that was done through a separate outlook. Um, I've got the Third World War. I haven't dived into it too much, but um, liking what I've what, what I've seen of it. Okay. Yeah, the the Third World War one I think is the only GDW reprint that I've really got much experience with. The others are more the victory game ones, like the NATO one. Um, I, if nothing else, they are absolutely a component upgrade and and an actual editor taking a pass at the rulebook. So. <laughs> So even well, if gameplay is identical, simply having better components and a rulebook in English and not techie, that's <laughs> those both instant hey, upgrades. Hey right now. Well, hey now. Two, well and, and I think in the case of Third World War, I think Frank did some rule cleanup too, I believe. Didn't he? he? Did. Yeah, yeah. But, but to your point, 
even if they didn't do anything but just republished it, how many games are out there that people are wishing, you know, man, I wish I would have been able to got that back in 1980. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no absolutely. Or uh, somebody that did have a copy and no longer does. No, I think that's absolutely, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. You know, I mean, so, so I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Not at all. Yeah. Unless you're one of those collector types that was counting on, you know, selling a bunch of those old. Oh, retire, retiring, retiring on your uh, game collection. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but I think that, but there's going to be a big difference between having that 1980 copy versus a, a, a 2022 copy. No, I, I think the minute the 2022 copy comes out, unless it's significant, unless they break it, it, you got no value in the old one. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. All right. Roma Victrix. It's Rome and her neighbors. Anything? No, not too big on that era. So Hearing nothing. Moving on. We've got the Russian campaign. Classic game. Um, uh, Again, look, it's it's another East Front World War II game. Got it. But this is one of the originals and, and still largely regarded as a classic of the genre. So I think if you're going to go back to the well, it would be this well you go back to, right? See, but this is the thing, and I I really want the folks to do this because I'm no expert. I'm backing the GMT Russia campaign reboot. Okay. I'm just curious to know which is which. I really would love to see them set all the Russian campaigns side by side and tell me which one I'm supposed to own. Well, you know GMT's going to tell you you're supposed to own theirs. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm looking for a third party, perhaps. I'm just saying. <laughs> when uh, when we find our hypothetical East Front specialist, we'll get a That's what I'm saying. Review. Right, right. I'm, 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 I'm locking that in is what I'm saying, I guess. Gotcha. Um, when I publish Russian my version, when I publish yeah, when you my publish version, version that, that's you the one you're going to want. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, we've got the Russia Besieged Finnish expansion. Um, interestingly, Russia Besieged is not in a large box in the catalog. The Finnish expansion is. So you you have to get the expansion to finish the game. Oh, I can't believe We're moving on. Schnell Boats. Again, we're back to another solitaire floaty shooty game. It's another Devil Boats, it looks like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's the same engine in a different part of the in, in a different part of the water. Uh, but I I don't know is there's you know again if that's your thing if if adult choose your own adventure games are your thing go for it. <laughs> um, I, I see no reason to dissuade you from playing what you enjoy. Should so, Stroopin? No, 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 wait a minute, because I ordered it, I ordered Devil Boats and it never showed up. Now this is not on Compass. This is because I screwed up, but I never got it. But how is this a, a choose your own adventure game? Is it, is it literally? A, are you reading a book and and? following along or is it no those are the worthington book games where you've got you know you, you've got some combat resolution through through the different pages but at some point it's sort of did you win flip to this page if you didn't flip to this page kind of thing um okay. i just i i'm i'm being overly dismissive because of course i have to piss people off on the podcast that's sort of what we do but realistically i think a lot of these games give you some good individual narrative where you can feel like you're telling a story story with the with the game helping change the story as you go but i think there's a valid criticism for some of these in that they are so procedural that you essentially feel like a dice chucker for the ai and there aren't a ton of meaningful decisions that you as the player get to make yeah and well, well so we can talk about this next week but i guess yeah that's what I, was, what I was going for is and i haven't played this game so i was just curious if maybe you knew that it was more you weren't making a whole lot of decisions you were just kind of following a book which is not good <clears throat> I don't think you're just following a book, but I think, again, based on some of the discussions I've had with people whose opinions I value, who have played a bunch of these and not Schnellboats because it's, you know, it's it, it's brand new. It's it's available now as printed in the catalog, but this isn't one that's been around for seven, eight, nine years. This isn't Target for today. You know, this this isn't 
Queen of the Skies um, or or America Bomber or any of those. Talking to some folks who've been playing those sorts of games over the years, they have said that it, it does feel very procedural and that while you can certainly craft the narrative in your head that keeps you engaged, there's not really a requirement to it in order to play the game. And in absent that level of internal creativity, it's a very procedural exercise. Again, some people are fine with that. They just want the escapism and don't want to have to think about it. Some people, that's not a good enough story to maintain solitaire engagement. Yep. It, it's down to your personal opinion and what, what do you prefer to do? And that's that's yep. fine. Like different strokes for different folks. Got it. Yep. Yep. So, all right. OJ's dad, we've talked about Schitt's Troop in two years or three years running at this point. Three years uh, at least. Three. Right? Yeah. Still interested, still waiting, still yep. an undercovered part of World War One. What else we got to say about it at this point? Nothing. Have you picked up other, I, I know there's two or three other games at least that cover this, this era and this theater in World War One, Have you grabbed any of the others that, that you'll be able to compare and contrast for us down the line? No, I have not. Okay, just curious. Because I know they exist. I just didn't know if it was something you'd grab much of. So, okay, Sea Power in the State. I think this is a new one that wasn't in last year's catalog. I believe that is correct. Yep, that is correct. Newberg's designs, uh, he, he does some interesting things with his designs. I will tell you, Stephen Newberg is one of the more interesting commentators that you will find in the wargaming social media space, whether it's over at Constant World or some other places where I, Constant World is the main place you'll you'll see him and interact with him. Um, Stephen brings some very interesting ideas and perspectives to, to games in the large, and I'll be interested to see what sort of argument he makes in the game design here. Um, in terms of, of the genre, the theater, what we're after here, sort of... It, a strategic study of World War Three at sea. What do we think? Uh, it's fairly high up on my list. Yeah, uh, Jim. It doesn't involve sales, so I'm I'm figuring not so much your thing, huh? Copy. <laughs> so, sales and an awful lot of gold braid. Right, those are your two requirements. Uh, yes, and and well, four and aft hats. Ah. And, well, and for me, for me, it would be sales or starships, and I don't see either one in there, so I, I'm not interested either. You're, you're good to, to pass and let somebody else get it. Okay, what, the series one of the things that's game. a little bit different with this one is it's actually got an entire world map on there. It's not just the North Atlantic. So yeah, just just something that's a little bit different, or, or maybe significantly different. Yeah, the uh, the Battle of the Galapagos is possible in this one. <laughs> Series 120. Maybe Mike, you were expounding on this one earlier. Yeah, I think uh, this is on the the, the high probability uh, for me. Yeah, it looks interesting. Is it is it because there's a specific campaign in there in which you were interested? Is it the designers? Is it the fact that it's three and one, and so therefore likely to be a good value for you? What Bingo! You I, it, it's three and one, and I think you know it's it's not a quad, but. Um... You know, along those same lines, I just think there's a lot of value in that in that box. Yeah, they couldn't find a fourth one to make it a quad. Like what the heck? I, I know exactly. <laughs> so, um, Jim, Mike, probably not something you guys are too hot on. No, probably no. not myself. No, sir. Yeah. Uh, again, insufficient quantities of gold braid and square buttons, huh? Copy. <laughs> All right, Sinsuicon, um, solitaire floaty stuff, just with a rising sun on your flag instead. 
Now, I pre-ordered this one, and like I said, it's, I can't find where I pre-ordered it. But the thing that really attracted me to this game, and I don't see it written in here, I read somewhere else, where you actually kind of take the role of a Japanese officer and kind of rise in the ranks through the war. And to me, that's that's really, that sounds interesting. If that's still this game, I really want to play that. So it's a little more of a the, the campaign feel that you were interested in here. Well, so, you know, coming, I'm also an RPG guy, and so there's it sounds like there's a little bit of an RPG narrative in that, you know, can you advance your your Japanese character up, you know, how far can he advance in the fleet? Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm not, you know, reading this, I'm not so sure that's the same game. I, I honestly uh, don't know. The product page says you will be advancing your crew quality and increasing your commander's rank and awards. Okay. All while remembering you have to make it home amidst diminishing odds. There you go. Silent War Deluxe Edition. So this this one's already been out, and they're they're bringing this back around. Yeah, the catalog even says first published in 2005. Brian Miller makes some some pretty interesting designs. Uh, Brian Miller is also capable of making the most obnoxiously complex counters you have ever seen in your life. Um, he he's certainly capable of less complex ones, but man, a couple of the samples that he's put on his blog over on Consum World, they just bake your head as to how they can cram that much info onto a single counter um i i don't think that's the case in this particular game um but but mike again it's solitaire floaty stuff uh and it's out in the pacific this time so might be your thing or maybe not i'm thinking not i mean i you know uh, having said what i just said about the last game i'm not i'm not really a sub guy either yeah (laughs) well but the previous game you made it clear that it's sort of that that character advancement model that that's drawn your attention there exactly yeah so all right uh sniper kill confirmed south china sea spitfire ace anything we've got on those three sniper kill is up on kickstarter right now with uh four days to go so yep which so you know if that holds true to form six ish weeks um they're saying december 30th 2022 that might be the general public availability where you know if they're going to ship kickstarters and pre-orders before that you're figuring those are probably leaving the warehouse last week of november first week of december um december 30th is a reasonable time frame at which the general public would be able to get their hooks into this um you know back of the napkin math there um so uh south china sea uh, this one ties in with Indian Ocean region. I know that our buddy Rocky Mountain Navy did a pretty interesting analysis of sort of the political card play in this game that sort of changed the conditions before the, the, the missiles start flying for each different game. So the political game before the war game starts actually becomes an important determining factor in how the war game is going to unfold based on who's got which allies where and where you might have basing rights and which places are neutral versus hostile versus friendly. And that there's a lot of that political interplay early in the game that can really set you up for success or failure once the first starts to fly. And so that's that's that, that's an interesting approach uh, to, to replayability in terms of changing the conditions before each game. Thoughts, comments? Jim, would a similar idea like that to the political machinations work in a Napoleonic context? Oh, sure. I mean, that's what, you know, that's what Empires in Arms is. Um, that's there. There's any number of games that have tried to insert that. Yeah, I mean, there's there was a what was it? Coalitions. Coalitions was a euro based on the the interrelationships. And shoot, there's a lot of it in uh, Mark McLaughlin's Napoleonic Wars. So the answer is yes, you can absolutely do it. 
Now, look, obviously, this isn't the rabbit hole you want to dive down, but you've got to make the decision that you're willing to depart from the historical narrative. Yeah, and that's something that South China Sea doesn't have to worry about because it's projecting the future. Right, 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 right. So, all right, Spitfire Ace, uh, solo flying stuff. Um, again, part of Gregory Smith's Ace series. This is a, a well-trod mechanic. Uh, anybody got anything to, to throw in here? Nope. All nope. right, Stellar Horizons, build your own space program. BB Mike? Not really that interested in this, no. In fact, I, I think I've got a game in this um, genre. I think you gave me a at Origins. I can't remember the name of it, but it was kind of a so stepping out into the something like that. Yeah, it's kind of stepping out into the solar system and beyond. Um, I'm really not not all that interested in it. Yeah, I've still got High Frontier here. Um, I gave you the Extronaut game, and uh, and then you know there's Stellar Horizons. There's a couple other similar ones that are sort of first forays into space. So it's it's a hard sci-fi slash historical game uh, for whatever that gets you. Uh, all right, I, I I'm guessing Jim, Mike, not a whole lot there. That, that I'm interested in it. I just yeah never purchased it. So. So, so if somebody gave you one, you're not giving it back. Probably not. <laughs> I'm sharing it with others. So when Jim gets one, give him a call. I'll give it to Mike. Balkowski St. Lowe has been out for a while. The reason there are limited quantities available, as it says in the catalog, is because people have been buying this one like crazy. Uh, again, it's Balkowski going back to something that he's really good at and does a lot of. Yeah, it looks interesting as heck. I've been looking at pictures of it. Yeah. Uh, all right, where'd we go? Storm of Steel. So you get to actually fly a Stuka around for this one. Solitaire. Um, yeah, again, it's it's another one of those solitaire air games. Um, but you get to fly a Stuka around. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Tank leader. Uh, th- this is the Eastern Front where there there was an East Front and a West Front originally. This is this is the West End reboot, right? Yes. Yeah. They they've got the deal to bring back the tank leader games, and they're starting with the East Front one because that's the one that's going to sell better, right? So, well, that, I mean that that's I mean you'd know better than I. If that's interesting, I'm I'm surprised that that's so. Um, let's flip back through this catalog and count the East Front games versus West Front games. Okay. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I don't know. I'm just working under the assumption that I know what, I, I know these what guys I know what their audience wants to buy. Yeah. I mean, look, I, my, if I have a love of World War II gaming and it's obviously 100% nostalgia, it's Panzer Leader, not Panzer Blitz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, again, Take a look at the catalog and see where the games take place. And I think there's a whole lot of East Front stuff. Look, there's also 2040 American Insurrection. But I'm I'm going <laughs> to trust that Compass knows what their audience wants to buy. Oh, so. completely get it. No. Uh, Test of Faith, I think we've talked about in previous years. But Test of Faith is out there now. So you can go grab that and refight some of the Arab-Israeli wars. Um, off you go. I did get a kick out of uh, the dude a couple of months ago when Sebastian Bay was asking, hey, who's who, who's who got suggestions for games they want to see, you know, topics they want to see war games that, that might not have a game out there? Um, first of all, it was kind of funny that like three quarters of them actually had games out there. And, and it took like a 30-second search on BoardGameGeek or Google to find those games. Uh, but somebody said, you know, the Arab-Israeli wars haven't been covered all that well. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I had I didn't see that. That's hysterical. That tells me you didn't look. <laughs> well, I mean, look, that's hardly my period, but I could tick off ten games. Yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> and 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 you could probably just tick off ten air only games. Never mind all the ground wars. Oh, that's a that's a great point too. If somebody that's... wanted to say that the naval conflicts of the Arab Israeli wars are underserved, I will give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Africa campaign deluxe second edition. Um, it's available now. Folks have been grabbing this one, buying it, playing it, having fun with it. Um, 
Doomsday Project, uh, episode one and episode two. So, Battle for Germany, Battle for the Balkans. Uh, Starkweather does World War Three. It, it's not like it's a topic Adam doesn't know his way around. So, this is oh, yeah. def- th- this really strikes me as Adam Starkweather's version of the old GDW Third World War. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think Starkweather brings a different sensibility to things than the old GDW design team led by Frank did. And, and so, it'll be interesting to see some of those compare and contrast when people get around to doing them. Um, so Battle for Germany is already out. Battle for the Balkans is imminent. And and it'll be interesting to see if there's enough commercial pull to sustain this all the way through all of the expansions that, that Starkweather is planning to do. Um, all right. Uh, Enemy at the Gates, Spolotow Brook, Lamps are going out, second edition. The Monster Third World War box we just mentioned. And the Troubles, the Shadow War in Northern Ireland. Who's got what thoughts about any of those five? OJ's dad, anything? Lamps going out in Third World War I have on the shelf right now. So, Do you have the original Lamps going out or the second edition? Second edition. Okay, so that one's, I think, didn't they change the artwork quite a bit from the first to the second? Honestly, I do not know what all the changes they made between the first and the second. I I think I, I actually got it when I ordered NATO. Okay. Um, didn't they do a reprint of NATO already? Um, I think they did a second printing. Yeah. Like they didn't and change so when anything. They, they just told the no. printer to do it again. Yep, and so when, when they did that, um, it was on the list of discounted games you could get along with NATO. Um, Lamps going out second edition, so I grabbed it. Yeah, I, I've heard nothing but good things about Lamps are going out um, over the years. We Again, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, um, we did an interview with the design team and the art folks from, from the first edition. And uh, and everybody I know that's played it has enjoyed it. So um, I heard the same thing. I, I also bought this um, and have it on the shelf. I've heard many wonderful things about this game. All right. So when's it going to show up on the channel? Uh, it's down on the list around 172, I think, on the list. <laughs> I'm just curious. What's what's 138 no, on the list? There's, there's no list. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this list of which you speak. What does it look like? It is non-existent until the retirement papers are all signed off on. It's the same list you have, Jim. Oh, that bad, huh? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, but that's just Jim's list of Quattro Bra games. Right. <laughs> that we've not finished. One more to go. And, and only one? Will you ever I, finish? Te- technically, there's two. Technically, there's two. <laughs> Until you find another one. Well, no. Technically, we're, we're I'm working a deal with our friends at Till- John Tiller Software, and then we're going to play Valorant Fortitude. All righty. Fair enough. Uh, Third World War is out. Uh, it is a beautiful, glorious monster, and I'm real curious to see who actually gets the entire campaign game onto a table all at one time. Because I really think that if we tried to do that at Origins, we would finish setting up by Saturday night. I Honestly, I, it, the thing's that flipping massive. It's enormous. Solitaire high. Thing. It is solitaire high. That's what the dartboard said. 36 <laughs> hours. Oh my gosh. Okay, Leipzig guy. 36 hours. 36 hours. Plus, my note, 36 plus hours. How long did Leipzig go? 40 plus. Uh, yeah, it, it, it went, it, depending on how you count, but I'd say 50 hours. All right, uh, the Troubles. <laughs> I don't think anybody's really got much of a comment on this one, huh? No, actually, I, I think the Troubles is a, you know, this is, as as my attention shift and change, I will be following this with no small amount of interest. Um, that as, as, if you have friends in Ireland you know that the Good Friday Accords are under threat. And uh, so this is this is timely, and timely in a wargaming context can be a dodgy thing to do. So I uh, I wish them well. And and it also has cubes, cylinders, and tan bases. So let's not... Yeah, I know. 
Well, they got to have the black and tans. That was a a troubles joke, people. (laughs) Hard to believe that someone would actually claim to have made a joke about the troubles. Well, I'll give you credit for trying. (laughs) I I just think that half of Ireland hates you right now. Yeah, well, you know, that's actually no, both sides do because I made a joke about the whole thing. (laughs) That's that's fair. All right. War for America, war in the South Atlantic, Western Front Ace, World War II Market Garden and Victory at Sea. Jim, Victory at Sea. Yep. Dice at Sea. My first war game. (laughs) This is not the same thing. Thank you very much. I'm giving you a hard time. It is developed from War at Sea. Yeah. I uh, I will definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely be watching this. And if it comes out with sharp new pieces and all this stuff, remember, come on, we all remember War at Sea. The game that came with a board that we were absolutely convinced was the result of the fact that Avalon Hill had a bunch of half boards they had screwed up. Yeah. Well, not just that, but I really think the Victory at Sea map started life as like a fourth grade geography worksheet oh my god yes that somebody just drew some regions on to you know hack up a map and said ah good enough you have spoken true words so all right uh world war ii market garden um anybody uh, it's butterfield does market garden so all right western front tank ace war in the south atlantic or war for war for america right bb mike's already got this on pre-order right no i already own this I already had this. In fact, I was waiting to play it because there was some uh, there was some brouhaha over the rule book, and uh, they recently released. I think it's uh, version three of the rules. So this is another one that I will get to sooner rather than later. I hope. And if you look though, it says that the uh, the campaign game takes fifteen plus hours. So if I do this on the channel, I may start and not finish for five years. So this one's man's got to have seven on the list. Say that again. This one's at number one twenty seven on the list. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, War of the South Atlantic. So this is the Falklands. Uh, OJ's dad, was this in last year's catalog? Oh, let's see here. I don't recall this one particularly, but usually by the time no. we get to the W's, we're all a little punchy. Yeah, no. Okay, no, so, so this is legitimately a new one. It says early 2024, so when we get next year's catalog, it'll say late 2024. But uh, I do like Solitaire, best enjoyed by two players. So, Jim, put this one on your list. I, I love the fact that they're, it's enjoyed by. That's that's the best. <laughs> I think we're through all the alphabetical big block stuff. Let's uh, let's take a gander at some of the fine print for some of the smaller things. Um, Jim, don't, what, what's... Don't, I don't know. I got to get... I get just Oh, I forgot to check. Can I still send my credit card? Can I still do that? I yes, think you can. You can. Uh, it's it's 2022 and I can still I can write my credit card number and my expiration date and my CCV and give you my signature on a piece of paper I'm going to put in the mail. You're going to get me yelled at by Bill because two and a half, three years ago when he pointed this out, he called me up and got mad for you pointing that out. That's, that's fine. He can, Bill, it's you fine. have a great company. Yes, Jim. Jim, just remember, though, some of us have parents that would do that exact same thing. Oh, I know. They, I know. They, they, they won't put it on the Internet, but they'll put it on that piece of paper, fold it up into an envelope and mail it. And mail it. And mail so, it. Have you seen the United States Postal Service? Does it seem like an entity that should be trusted with your credit card information? So, Brant, Brant, will you will you remind me when the next Compass Games live airs after this goes live? So I want to I want to tune in for that episode. No. <laughs> 
for the seriously if you care that much you will go remember it yourself no but what i want you all to do because i'm gonna don't nobody do it before i do i'm gonna i'm gonna go out there and get napoleon's imperium i'm fine i'm gonna do it okay i'm doing it He's, it's Are finally you your credit card number yes yes i'm gonna do that and in addition i'm gonna sign it using the secret code of my social security number <laughs> good god Jim's no, I, I, a, I definitely have been ad for lifelock yeah yeah, the people at LifeLock, if you do that, they're going to show up at your house, throw your money in your face, and declare you too stupid <laughs> to have LifeLock. LifeLock. No, All right, def- um, take a look at some of that still-in-stock listing and see if there's anything in there that, that catches anybody's eye. Yeah, I'm going to run through what I marked because I did I did my homework. In the uh, Paper Wars, Rising Sun Over China, uh, MacArthur, The Road to Bataan, and... Uh, where was it? The English Civil War down there somewhere. So that's what I've got for the for the paper wars. Okay. And then for the games on the right hand side, I've got Blood on the Ohio. Once we move to like the wind, which I can't believe I didn't buy that originally. And it's at a blowout price of 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. How can you go wrong? And then Guam returned to glory. So those are mine. Next. Oh, holy cow. I just noticed that. I hmm, I'm asking myself if I need another set of Jacobite Rising. I of saw that. Do. I, I don't that's got a that's dumb question. Is that price. Price. That's a fabulous price for what you it get. Is. As I've said before, the one place where Compass absolutely smokes GMT is the way they're loving up command and co- commands and colors. Uh, it's just, is it just the Jacobite one that you're interested in, or the American Revolution is a pretty decent deal, too? I've got two of those already. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I'm ready for epic. <laughs> You know, oh, and no, there's, no. there's there's Napoleon's Eagles for thirty six dollars. Look at that. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good game. I got it. No, I. Uh, so as I say, for me, it's going to be uh, for sure Napoleon's Imperium. It is time. Um, I, I've talked at great length about that game, uh, and I have I have I have wobbly views about it, but and, and some of which is driven by envy for the designer and the setup he has in his house. But uh, so if you bring that to the East Coast, Brant and I will play with you. Brant, is that true? Sure. All right. Because I would as need. I would take the two and a half hours. Now you need. Now you just need five more players, and we're set. Yeah, we're all hey, set. Hey, pick me up on the way through. Oh, there, there we go. go. I'll, I'll I'll drive through Ohio. I can grab OJ. Oh, that's right. I can't. You can grab OJ and Artie. There yeah. you go. I'll grab OJ and Artie. Keep driving. Yeah. I do want to draw everyone's attention to Paper Wars number 93. 93. Number 93. The all-important number 93. And there is a reason this is a very important issue of Paper Wars magazine. All right. Jim, what is the title of the game in Paper Wars issue number 93? Oh, look at that. Somebody got off. Did you do this, Brant? Did you tell him to fix it? Dad, would you please pull up last year's catalog and take a look at (laughs) issue number 93 of Paper Wars and tell us what the title of the game is? (laughs) Rogram. R-A-G-A-M. Yay. Well, that's good. They, All right. After two so, years, after two years of us uh, hammering on it, they fixed it. Cool. I think it's two years of us talking about it and three years of it actually being wrong. Well, credit um, to them. Credit to them. We we did in fact get the spelling of Vagram corrected. I'm I'm not going to be so arrogant as to assume that we are the reason it got corrected. But I am. But <laughs> <laughs> there's no it was absolutely No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think that's way more credit. He's than he be mad at me because I think his credit card policy is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm disappointed you can't send a check. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. And I think I said this the first time, and I'm gonna say it now. 
I'm angry that I can't make it COD. <laughs> you did say that the first time it was right. Yeah. And I'm saying it again. Yeah, it's not stupid in the inter- intervening time. You guys are going to kill me here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one that's got a call, but I, I, you know, love the company, love, you know, love many of the games. I think they've made mistakes, but that we all do. I, I, I just... I'm not talking about Bill hiring a hitman. I'm talking about you making me laugh too hard with my cough still. In oh, okay. and I'm about to keel over dead because I sound like one of the hyenas from Roger Rabbit. Copy that. <laughs> It's a good thing we don't have video on. I look like a tomato right now. I'm so damn red from coughing. Don't cut this shit out, man. First of all, do we know that they won't take a check? Does it say on anywhere? For what it's worth, Jim, if you do not feel comfortable sending your credit card info through the U.S. Postal Service, there is a number by which you can submit a credit card order by fax or by phone. And oh so my, my credit card, my CCP, <laughs> and my expiration date will sit on a fax machine. That, that, that if you type the wrong number, ends up in a pizza place. My, my, my love it is yelling from the other room, dear, I did nothing with our bank info. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am discussing with the boy. I am not giving this. I am not giving out our CCP. I'm not doing that. You, you've done nothing yes. for which there is currently evidence to be found. Yeah, this is a problem recording the podcast in earshot of your bride. Um, I don't see the problem. That's... We're we're all enjoying this. Your, your discomfort. Yeah. Your I bigger no concern point. is your bigger concern is this is going to be within earshot of Bill Thomas not too long from now. So. Okay, I, so I will. I, well, with that now, I will say I was on vacation last week, and, and you guys were starting to post up there on Twitter that you'd gotten your copies, and I was getting very anxious to get home and, and see if I'd gotten mine. That was the first thing I looked for in the mail. I was excited. I, it's, it's awesome when this thing is in the mailbox. Oh, it's it oh. is a, it it's a last thread to a gently remembered time in my life. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, you know, there's, this is, this is what's left of the wish book for us. Yeah. 100%. To me, it's a combination of the wish book and of fondly remembered Cudahy news and hobby, yeah. which even before I got addicted to Napoleonics at Napoleon's place in Cudahy moved to Greenfield here, closed a bunch of years ago. They had all the SPI boxes on the shelf. They had all the uh, Steve Jackson metagaming stuff on the shelf, including Car Wars, One Page Bulge, Raid on Iran. It was all there. It was it was it, it was magical. You know. And now you have them all on your shelf. Well, I, I do, but you know, the, it's hard to reproduce that feeling of oh, what came in this week? Oh, what's on the shelf this week? Is this close as we get? It's very yeah. special. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for I, I will say this. So we we definitely poke some fun at some of the titles in here, and there are some things in here about which we're just not interested. A yeah. bunch of those those solitaire procedural types of games, like the Atlantic Sent- Sentinels and Snowboats of the World, they're they're not something any of the four of us are going to be interested in. But as we've noted repeatedly, somebody out there is digging these things, or they wouldn't que- keep making them. And and you know that's great for the folks that are fans of those games. Please continue to buy them and. And, and give Compass your love and your support so long as they continue to make things you're interested in. Um, the things I'm interested in, I'm absolutely going to continue to love and support things like Brief Border Wars 2 and Third World War and NATO and some of those similar modern era games. That That's my shtick. That's what I'm after. I, I can't wait to get my hooks into Aaron Armor. I'm looking forward to those, those games. 
Jim, I know you're after Napoleon's Eagles too. And uh, and then some of the things out of the back catalog, that's that's sort of your thing. We, we poke fun at some of the stuff in here because there's a couple of sort of head scratchers in here that we're kind of wondering why. And, and you know, the joke about the solitaire ratings and all. But, but overall, this thing shows up and we immediately grab it and start going gaga over it and, you know, drooling on this thing because it's not just the nostalgia of it. It is really cool to see all of these games laid out in front of you in one mass display that is not something you're going to be able to recreate clicking through individual game pages on the internet. It's just not possible. And so if only for the form factor, even ignore, you know, sure, half of the games on here aren't of interest to me. Half of the games Compass publishes wouldn't be of interest to me, whether it was a paper catalog or their website or the live stream with Bill, whatever it might be. The ones that are of interest to me, I am absolutely tracking down and adding to my collection. No doubt about it. I think the form factor cannot be discounted. Jim, as you mentioned, this this is cool. This is a nostalgia trip for those of us of a certain age. And I think it is a a, a fantastic and unique piece within the wargaming world. And I hope con- Compass continues to make these things for as long as they're in business. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and if you think about it, when's the last time any of us have sat down on a on a podcast or, or Discord or whatever and talked about the latest GMT email? Um, right. So we don't, but that doesn't mean other people don't. No, um, but, but that's my point, right? It's not like we're sitting down here every couple of months and doing this with, with what GMT puts out or anybody else puts out on an email. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think part of that is the look, we're we're at an hour fifty-eight and counting at this point as we are recording this, right? Once we edit out me saying um and trying to like catch me coughing before I hit the mute button, I we're gonna shave, you know, 15, 20 minutes off of this thing easy. But every fall this catalog hits the 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 shores and we're doing two hours on the catalog. There isn't a single GMT update ever that we're gonna get two hours out of. If GMT published a comparable catalog to what Compass is putting out here yeah we could easily spend two hours on it that's true of lock and load that's true of compass that's true of gmt that's true of any of those guys mm-hmm. you know that that you give us the big consolidated wish book for lack of a better term and and we're absolutely going to go through this thing in all sorts of excruciating detail just like we do with this one and it's not just because you know we need cheap content we got plenty of content this particular season it's because this thing's cool right we're fans of the cool shit and this is cool so we're absolutely going to talk about it every year as long as compass keeps making them we're going to keep covering them because there's cool shit in there that we want to buy and we want to play and we want to add to our collection so um so good job compass we love these things. Don't quit baking them. Thank you for spelling Vagram correctly. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, absolutely keep spitting stuff out. <laughs> Quick wrap-up thoughts around the table. BB Mike, what do you think? I, like you said, I love it, and I think they do a really good job as far as formatting this game. Get uh, game this this catalog goes. They've got you know the the dates that it's coming out. What's available now? They highlight. What solitaire they highlight what has mounted maps so that's kind of cool the way they do this so yeah good stuff there no uh, i i would like to see more napoleonic tactical games they have in recent years put out a great many strategic games uh napoleon's imperium uh coalition which i think was a bold choice pitts war etc but there's not been a lot of tactical treatments other than vagra which was a uh which i have of course uh paper wars released from Tai bomba i'd like to see others but uh it's special and i do i do want to commend them also dig into the quads a little bit you know get get in there 
uh, a little bit more with that lower level, lower complexity, multiple battle, good focus. Um, I'll be there. Money, money in hand, hands outstretched. No credit card numbers. Um, OJ's dad, take us home. I think I probably pretty much wrapped it up um, already with, with my previous comments. I'll just add that I do hold on to my previous copies, and it's fun to just kind of look back at, at what was in the 2001 and 2020 in, in compared to the new one. Yep. I, I was looking on the shelf. I think I've got the last four. Um, so five years of this total counting this year. So so I do have them going back a little ways. I, I am with you. I'm planning to hang on to these things. One of the things that I get a kick out of is going back and pulling out some of the older catalogs that are that I, I'm still finding them when I buy used games that not only are they intact, but they've got like an old catalog in them also. To me, the catalog is just as much fun as the game is sometimes. And, and that's that's really kind of cool. Uh, I think one of the best nostalgia trips ever is to get that 1981 TSR catalog that came in the old Errol Otis cover red and blue box basic and expert Dungeons and Dragons games. Because uh, I think for a lot of us, that was that was the first catalog that made us really go gaga over over, you know, some of the hobby game stuff out there. I love this thing, man. I hope you yeah, just make them forever. The, the other thing I do with my current copy is I keep it here on the shelf beside my work desk. And there's times three, four months down the road when I'm on a call and I just want to strangle myself to get off of. And I look over and I see that catalog and I'll pull it out and I'll open it up and start saying, oh, hey, this is going to be coming out soon. I need to start watching for this again. You know, which, cool. you know, we get the emails, but sometimes you just miss what's in the emails or, or you, and so. Just, or you're playing games instead of watching Bill's weekly live stream. Well, yes. <laughs> How dare you go and play games? <laughs> hey, we can't all be playing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, audience, thank you very much for uh, for streaming with us through this quite long extended episode uh, we hope we've helped you spend some money or or potentially save some if there's something that turned out to not be of great interest to you uh, but but quite frankly we we really hope we've helped you spend some money we hope we've kept you entertained a bit for the last hour and a half and change or whatever this this whole thing edits out to be and that uh, you get as much enjoyment out of the compass games catalog as, as, as we get out of it every year folks going to compass Expo take a lot of pictures share them with us we'd love to see them uh, there it's it, it looks like it's always a great time to be there playing games uh, i think while compass expo is going on bb mike and i are actually going to be over in charlotte at at the last mace so we're going to be gaming that weekend also uh folks out on the left coast go hit sd histcon that same weekend and go have some fun out there uh there's probably some other conventions going on around the the country that we just can't think of off the top of our head that are going to be happening that same weekend because it is a holiday weekend everybody have a great time and and we'll come back on another episode and talk about uh what we think of or and, and or how ridiculous it might be that our good buddy Ardwolf is now the guy in charge of the Charlies. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to say goodnight for mentioning dispatches and we'll catch you next time on our next podcast episode.